Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. Today I will be discussing Monday Night Raw, the June 25th, 2018 edition from San Diego, California. Okay, folks, so let's get right into this. So the opening of the show began with, um, you know, a tribute to Vader, a.k.a. Big Van Vader, a.k.a. the Mastodon. I'm pretty sure he had many other names, but I remember him the most as Big Van Vader. Um, and this was back during early WCW days uh, when he was virtually pretty much unstoppable. Um, I mentioned that in a previous edition of the podcast. So, and uh, after that little screen tribute, they didn't do like a 10 bell salute or anything just to let that be known as well. Um, the show started off with uh, Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin in the ring. Roman Reigns um, quickly interrupted them to, uh, you know, to, he interrupted their announcement. And, you know, he made a little promo, his, you know, himself. And, you know, and before he could finish what he had to say, he was interrupted by Bobby Lashley. You know, and then they both actually came out to the ring um to a decent crowd pop to say the very least and they began to cut promos on each other and i I guess the um the most important parts of those promos that they cut were um i think roman reigns had started in on um bobby lashley and he was talking about how bobby lashley had left 10 years ago and all that kind of stuff um he went pretty hard on Lashley there, and but then Lashley came back with a promo of his own. Um, one of the most mem- memorable moments from uh, Lashley's promo was when he was talking about how, um, you know, the people, uh, you know, he was talking about how Brock Lesnar was tired of seeing Roman Reigns and so were the people. So uh, just, you know, getting down to that part of the business. Um, and then Kurt Angle announces that the multi-man match that he announced last week has been canceled and shortly afterwards he was interrupted by dash and dawson and of course they won another match um far as dash and dawson go um a lot of people are saying that they're a great tag team they're very reminiscent of the old school element of wrestling such as the four horsemen, the old, you know, the old school four horsemen, uh, which consisted of like Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard and, you know, guys like that. But I just don't see it. You know, I, I don't see any sort of excitement that they bring. I mean, you can disagree with me if you want to on that, but I just don't see where the greatness is with that tag team. You know, I haven't seen anything really impressive yet. But anyway, moving ahead here so um dash and dawson came out and before you know it baron corbin had booked you know he books a rematch from the match that had taken place last week which consisted of roman reigns and bobby lashley versus dash and dawson aka the revival so we move on into match number one okay so um you know the match was honestly in my opinion it was kind of boring pretty much until Lashley got tagged in by Roman Reigns. And um, the way this match ended, it was Roman Reigns, he pretty much tagged himself in, which is what Lashley had done to him last week. 
He tagged himself in, and there was a miscommunication between the two. And Roman Reigns, um, he actually somehow gets pinned by Dash for the three count. You know, and that's what ended the match. So it was one of those shocker type wins. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't think they're going to do anything major with Dash and Dawson, but I think they just, you know, did this to kind of pull off a surprise element because they've been really, really predictable for the most part. So this is where we are. So after this match, we had a backstage segment which consisted of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. They had cut a promo on the B team, which consists of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. And after that, we had match number two, which was Matt Hardy versus Curtis Axel. You know, when this was pretty much a quick brawl, um, it wasn't a good match at all, from what I could say. And Curtis Axel had squashed Matt Hardy in about a minute, possibly even less than a minute. You know, it was a really quick match. It was definitely what you would call a squash match. So, not a good match. Not a good match at all. Um... The way that um, Axel had put Matt Hardy away, he uh, he did like a top rope, not, not a top rope, but a second rope uh, suplex reversal into a crossbody and got the three count somehow on Matt Hardy. So I guess that goes to show that WWE doesn't really have many plans for Matt Hardy at this point in time, um, which is very unfortunate because he has a marketable gimmick at this point in time I mean a little uh, it's kind of on the too little too late side of things because I mean you know TNA held them hostage you know the Hardy Boys they held the Hardy Boys hostage after they left there and it took the Hardy Boys you know a while to actually have the rights to the broken gimmick again which is now the woken gimmick in WWE you know, and, it, and it's not getting over pretty well. Um, it it would have gotten over, I feel like it would have gotten over better had they, you know, had TNA not held them hostage after they got out of their, you know, after they got out of their contracts, after they left TNA or, or Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. You know, I mean, I, sometimes I still call them TNA. So. And after this match, we had a recap of last week, you know, the whole Bailey and Sasha Banks incident. And then we had another uh, recap. Well, hold on. It wasn't a recap. It was a backstage segment where, you know, authors of pain, you know, were walking around backstage, I guess, making their way to the ring. And they pretty much rough up some staff member backstage. And then they encounter Titus Worldwide, which is Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. They, they encountered Titus Worldwide backstage. And what had happened there was, you know, Titus pretty much told them to have respect for WWE officials or WWE employees, you know, and then they pretty much just keep walking on like there's nothing to it. So then we had um, a backstage segment which consisted of Bailey and Alicia Fox. And this is Alicia Fox's first televised appearance in quite a while. Alright, so then um, Bailey was confronted by Kurt Angle shortly after that. And he books Bailey in a tag team match where she has to team up with Sasha Banks and Ember Moon to face the Riot Squad. 
So this is a six-woman tag team matchup. All right, so then we move along to match number three. This was Authors of Pain versus Two Visitors, which is pretty much two local wrestlers that we will most likely never see again. All right, so this was another squash match. What a surprise, because the first two, um, well, the match prior to that one was a squash, and it's to be expected. Um, they clobbered these visitors, and then after the match, um, well, they clobbered them after the match too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Titus and Apollo Crews come out, you know, to make a save. You know, and Authors of Pain, pretty much, uh, I think they leave the ring at that point, and that's where that whole thing ends. So, that's what we're working with. And then we move along to another backstage segment, which is, of course, once again, Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, and they're arguing about dysfunctional tag teams. Um, examples being Braun Strowman and um, Finn Balor, which was one of the weird tag teams that were put together earlier um, this month. And the Sasha Banks and Bailey team, another dysfunctional team. And Lashley and Roman Reigns, that was another one. And then Balor shows up backstage. Then Strowman shows up backstage. And Strowman says he wants to possibly be friends with Kevin Owens, which is strange to say the very least. And he says he wants a tag team match against Baron Corbin. And, uh, was it Baron Corbin and Finn Balor? That's what it is. So we, once again, we're working with two really odd, random type tag teams. So then we had an entrance and a recap session here. Um, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James made their entrance. And then we, crashed into a recap of last week's events um, which involved Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss you know Mickey James and Alexa you know they were in the ring and they cut promos on Ronda Rousey then Natalia comes out to interrupt them and she says that Kurt Angle had booked a one-on-one -on -one match against Alexa Bliss so this is the catalyst for the Natalia versus Alexa Bliss match. Um, and then we move along to that match. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. This was actually one of the standout matches of Monday Night Raw. Um, there were plenty of moves executed. Um, Mickey James had interfered slightly. She had pulled T Natalia's foot and Nia Jax, you know, she had also came out at some point. I cannot remember which point, but um, she had interfered as well. She pulled Alexa, Alexa's foot, and you know, you know how they pulled her foot from, you know, from under the rope from the outside of the ring. And then when you know Alexa was recovering, Natalia hit Alexa with the discus clothesline and hits her with the sharpshooter for the win. So, of course, that means Alexa Bliss tapped out to the sharpshooter. Then we had a recap in a backstage segment after that. And this was a recap of last week. The whole Ziggler versus Rollins ordeal. And there's no need to get into that because it's already been discussed. 
All right, so then we had a backstage segment right after that. This was an interview. Um, Carly Caruso was interviewing Seth Rollins. And then we move along to Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh, who were doing like a photo shoot, strangely enough. Um, The guy, you know, the photographer was taking uh, photos of Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh. And suddenly the riot squad shows up. You know, and they approach and they um, pretty much they grab the camera from the photographer and they take photos of Jinder and Sunil Singh as well. Then they smash the camera. Moving along beyond there, we had match number five, which consisted of the Riot Squad versus Sasha Banks versus Bailey versus Ember Moon, the six woman tag team matchup. And this was actually a decent match. Um, Sasha Banks had attempted a pinfall, um, I believe it was on, I cannot remember who it was, but Liv Morgan had, uh, she got on the apron at some point and Sasha had knocked her off of the apron and Ruby Riot, uh, you know, that provided enough distraction for Ruby Riot to roll up Sasha with the pin, with an inside cradle pin for the three count. And that's how the match ended. And directly after that three count, Bailey rushed the ring and just proceeded to beat the crap out of Sasha Banks. Um, this was like the most aggressive that Bailey has ever been seen in WWE. And this really looked like she's going to make a heel turn. Or maybe WWE is just playing around with us. They're making us think that Bailey might turn heel. So. This could be a possibility down the road. I really, really think this is a good idea because this would make Bailey relevant again as a heel. You know, because for the longest time now, she's been the resident jobber. I said it in previous shows, previous episodes of this podcast, that Bailey has sadly become the resident jobber. But I really think a heel turn could really help her career. It could really help her out. But who's to say if WWE is actually going to go forward with that concept? Um, and when I say Bailey beat the crap out of her, she really did beat the crap out of her for at least a good few minutes. Um, she smashed her into like, you know, the uh, the turnbuckle. Then she uh, she yanked her to the outside of the ring from the apron. She kicked her and then proceeded to toss her into the steps. And she stood over and started shouting at her and just, you know, she was just fed up with it all, I guess. And at some point she cussed as well because the audio was uh, muted out. And, I, you know, she, she cussed out Sasha Banks. You know, she was really, really looking healed there. So, I mean, that, that, that was one of the standout moments from Monday Night Raw, you know, just to say the very least. So we move along to a backstage segment where Kurt Angle you know, was approached by Kevin Owens and he doesn't want, you know, he didn't want a part of that tag team match, you know, teaming up with Braun Strowman. Um, but Kurt Angle still wanted him in that match. Then we moved along to an in-ring segment, which consisted of Mojo Raleigh and No Way Jose. Um, this was just pretty much a weird moment where they, you know, they talked a little bit and then they moved along to like, you know, I think uh, Mojo had clocked Jose or something like that. Um, then we moved along to Bailey versus, um, not Bailey uh, versus anybody, but uh, Bailey and Kurt Angle. And we moved along from that to match number six. 
And this match was the... No, this was not the main event. This was match number six. It was Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin and Finn Balor. Uh, Strowman and uh, Owens had won the match after Corbin and Balor, you know, their whole team just fell apart because there was just no way that was going to work. Um, so then we had a backstage segment after that where Strowman was like looking for Kevin Owens. He asked a staff member if they had seen him. And, you know, um, he tells the staff guy, like, it's the, uh, you know, the guy that looks like he has a bowling ball under his shirt, you know, which was kind of a funny moment. But moving along with that segment, uh, Owens, you know, he was pretty much on the run from Braun Strowman. He got to the outside of the building and, you know, he was, t you know, telling the valet Parker to find his key to his car so he could get out of there. And the valet Parker, you know, didn't seem to have a clue. And then he's like, well, he has it. And then, lo and behold, there's Braun Strowman standing right out there. He was just already out there with the keys. And then Strowman just, you know, um, let me see what had happened here was, uh, yeah, yeah, Strowman had, uh, he said something. I, I forgot what he said. He, he was laughing or something like that. Then they zoom over to where Owen's car was, and it was flipped upside down, you know. And then Strowman was like, I hope you got good insurance, and... He's walking off laughing. So that's how that one ended. Uh, then we move along to match number seven, which was the main event of the evening, which consisted of Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title, which was a rematch from last week where Seth Rollins had actually invoked his rematch clause within last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, the match was great. Uh, the chemistry was great. There were great moves. It was, it was just a really, really good match. But typically, as WWE does, when they pair up two wrestlers for a really good match, they let the match ride out, and then they have somebody ruin that match via interference. And this is what they did, because obviously they're going to do this match once again at the next pay-per-view, which will be Extreme Rules. So Drew McIntyre had interfered in this match, and that's what ruined it. Then... Um, after the match, Drew and Ziggler pretty much beat the crap out of Seth Rollins uh, for quite a little while. And then Roman Reigns came out to make the save. Roman Reigns, um, he just cleaned house in there and uh, took Drew out of the ring. And it kind of makes you wonder if we're leading up to a Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns match. Because that could actually be kind of interesting if it's done correctly, if it's booked correctly. But that's pretty much the rundown of Monday Night Raw in this podcast, because I don't like to go on for long periods of time, so I'm going to let this one go sometime soon. But before I do that, I want you guys to know that you can follow me on social media. Please support the show. Um, I'm on many different platforms. Uh, my top two are Twitter and Instagram. That's where I do most of my social media activity. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on iTunes. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Anchor FM. You know, and my links. You can find me on Twitter at K-Axis Wrestling. As one word, of course. You can find me on Instagram at K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Pinterest, K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. Same for iTunes. 
Um, on YouTube, it's K-Axis Wrestling Network until I'm able to change my name. So, um, Anchor FM, it's anchor.fm slash WP. That's where you can find me. You can also donate to the show um, via the website at www.kaxiswrestlingnetwork.com You can find that by scrolling down on the first page. You will see the GoFundMe and you will see the PayPal. So do not hesitate to donate to the show if you like what I'm doing and you'd like to support it and you would like to see me do better. So, also, I'd like to add in the fact that you can subscribe to the show by simply going to facebook.com at the K-Axis wrestling podcast page and going down to the left side of that sidebar you will see the subscribe option click on it you may want to disable ad block or ghostery or safe script or whatever other let's say extension you know or track blocker that you have installed in your browser you can also subscribe to the show by going to my instagram account if you have more than one cell phone, you can do this with the uh, with the QR code scanner app. You just scan the QR code; it'll take you directly to the subscribe page. Um, you can also do this by going to my Twitter account on a computer and using your smartphone to scan the QR code from my Twitter profile, and that will take you directly to the subscribe page. You only have to enter your email and submit it. And then you will be subscribed. You will get the latest updates. You will be entered in contests, future contests, and more. So do not hesitate. All right, and before I go, I'd also like to add my raw review. All right, so on a scale of one to five, one being the absolute worst, five being the absolute best, I give Monday Night Raw a three, three out of five. That's the best I can give it. And a scale of one to ten, one being the absolute worst, 10 being the absolute best. I give it a number score of, I'd say about a five. It was half of a show, half of a good show. Um, that's honestly being generous because I really felt like giving it less than that. But for the few standout moments that they had in there, that's what I'm giving it the credit for. So just to let that be known. Anyway, folks, I am your host, K-Axis. I am signing off for K-Axis Wrestling Podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode, which is the SmackDown edition. So, be safe, stay strong, stay out of trouble, and don't do anything that I wouldn't do. See you next time, folks.